0: Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top podcast, where it's all about learning from the best minds in the sport, so you can train smarter, stay healthy,
1: and run faster now. And now your host, Tina Muir.
0: Hello, this is Tina Muir. Welcome to the Runners Connect Run to the Top podcast. We all have to run on our own sometimes, those moments where you can be alone with your thoughts, let your mind run wild, and you can just think about whatever you want. It's always fascinating to reflect on the places your mind goes and what you end up thinking about. Do you ever find that you come up with a crazy idea? Something that you would like to challenge yourself to do, but then you swat it away? Nah, I could never do that. What a silly idea you think to yourself. But what if you didn't swat that idea away? What if you added that to a list? A list that you work your way through and push yourself in new ways as often as you can. That is what my guest today is known for. He takes inspiration and ideas from all over the running world and tries out all kinds of challenges. We have some exciting news for you about that towards the end, stay tuned. Before you start thinking so, my guest was not an all-star in college, he has not broken four in the mile, and when he raced his first marathon he was in the back corrals, wondering if he would ever make it across the start line to actually begin the race. My guest today is real proof that you will never know unless you try. This podcast is really going to get you thinking about what you can achieve, and maybe, just maybe, the next time that idea comes into your head about a challenge, maybe you will act on it. And you can also learn more about yourself than you ever would have before. So who is this brave and challenging guest? My guest today is Mike Wardian. Mike is sponsored by 25 companies, including Hoka One, Nathan, The Stick, and Sweetgreen. He finished 5th place in the T- Terawera Ultra Marathon 100k in Rotorua, New Zealand. He was the US 50k champion in 2008, 2009, 10 and 2011. He was the 2800k champion. He holds the world record for pushing a stroller in the marathon between 2007 and 2009. That was a time of 2:34:37 if you're wondering. He holds the fastest 50k wa- world record on a treadmill, 259.47, and he is a four-time recipient of the USA Track and Field Ultra Runner of the Year Award. So what are Mike and I going to talk about? We're going to talk about how different challenges all have their own unique way of making you stronger, even if they are all races, how to know when to pull the plug on a race and what things to listen to your body about while racing, why it's fun to do things that scare you, even if they don't work out. Why you should try things you're not particularly good at, even if it means coming in last. And finally, Mike's story about how he ran two 50k races within 36 hours on a cruise, on a treadmill, both world record attempts and successes, which you will hear more about that. It's a great story. So you ready to meet Mike? Let's do it. Welcome to the Run to the Top podcast, Mike.
1: Hey, it's uh, great to be on. Thanks so much for having me.
0: And we're excited to talk to you. Um, So let's start with, I listed your accomplishments uh, a little in the intro and talked about your world records, but could you tell us a little more about you? Like, who is Mike Wardian?
1: Uh, Sure. Uh, I'm uh, a marathon and ultra marathon runner, but I run really any distance from one mile and so far up to 135 miles at one point. Uh, Later this year, I'm going to do a race called the Spartathlon, which is about 154 miles uh, or 250 kilometers. Uh, I race roads and trails and tracks and uh, running on treadmills, um, swimming in oceans and and pools. And so I'm uh, kind of an endurance athlete that does a lot of different things, but I guess I'm most well known for my running and I... um, enjoy uh all different aspects of endurance
0: yeah we're gonna go into those a little bit more and you actually just answered one of my uh, questions already but um so let's just kind of go along with that for the minute you said your longest run was uh 135 miles
1: uh, my longest run is so far as 135 miles at one point um okay. like in one go but my longest um Running, I guess, is um, a race like the Marathon de Sables, where it's seven days, six days of running, and it was like 154 miles. And I think yeah. probably my biggest week has been maybe 180 to 190 wow. miles.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing. And when you're, you know, when you're running, how long would, did that take you? That 135 miles?
1: Uh, at that point, it was my longest run. It was the Badwater Ultramarathon, and okay. took me took me 26 hours and. 20 some minutes or 30 yeah. minutes and then uh, but well no but then I got to beat it last year I ran 30 hours at UTMB the ultra trail to Mont Blanc uh, okay. around um mm-hmm. Mont Blanc in uh, France and Switzerland and Italy and that took around 30 hours so wow. the longest amount of time I've run so far is 30 hours so
0: so, could you just kind of for uh, listeners and actually, honestly, myself a little bit too? Could you tell us a little about? Uh, in, you said you ran for thirty hours. Like, is that continuously on your feet over that time, or like do you stop and have a break, or how does that work? Uh,
1: well, I wasn't planning on stopping and having any breaks, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I uh, yeah, that was continuously moving. Uh, there was some stops at the aid stations, but I didn't sleep or anything. Um, okay. so, so yeah, so there was always trying to move forward. Uh, there were definitely some points where I stopped at the aid stations and got some fuel and, uh, uh, changed out stuff. And, um, I got super chafed. So I was yeah, trying I to imagine. find some, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I should have brought some, uh, some, some type of body yeah. lube or something, but I didn't. So I was trying to find some at some of the aid stations. So, uh, that made uh made it not as fast and efficient as it should have been but i uh but I made it and it was uh it was a great experience it was one of those things that really humbles you and, and makes you into a better athlete and um those are the kind of experiences i'm looking for
0: yeah and you you are obviously uh well known with those uh with you know you're known for racing many marathons within a short amount of time, and uh if I have this right, you raced fifty four times in two thousand and fourteen. Is that
1: correct? Yeah, you do have that right. Yeah, yeah 54 – well, 54 different events. Like some of those were you – know, I did um, the uphill challenge at the outdoor retailer show. So it was kind of a race, but, it, I mean, it wasn't in that I was only racing one other person. And then they combined a, everybody's results. So there was 15 different events. And in that, 15 different groups of people went. And they took the fastest – or the person who went the, the most um, – vertical in that amount of time so i think sage actually won sage candidate and i was second and then it was a bunch of other guys that are studs like max king and um my friend martin get from france is who Mm -hmm. i I raced actually so yeah so it was really fun and, and something that i hadn't done before and just a real hurt fest. Um, yeah, but it, but it wasn't really a race, I guess, Okay. but yeah, but 54 different times.
0: And when you did. said about staying vertical, you mean like literally trying to, you know, not fall to the ground or what does that mean when you say that?
1: Uh, oh no. So it was on a treadmill. So it was, oh, the, okay. the, uh, the uphill challenge is that you run 15% grade on a treadmill for 15 minutes and whoever goes the l- most distance is okay. the winner. I okay. So, so, uh, it comes down to how fast can you go at 15% on a treadmill. And most people get around a mile and a half or so. And I think i made it a little bit further than that. And I think Sage made it almost to two miles. Um, So yeah, so it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, it's on from the very beginning and um, you have to be very committed to what you're doing. So it was, it was cool to be a part of, I, I think it's a really good challenge, actually. yeah,
0: so speaking of challenges, it sounds like you know you really enjoy just uh really testing your body and seeing what you can do like what what is it about you that you what is it about a challenge that you really enjoy?
1: uh I think what I most enjoy about challenges or or different um, things that are a little outside the norm is just seeing how I can cope with the different stressors that are involved with that. Uh, and then also, um, if I can do, (laughs) if I can do it, uh, I think that that's one of the factors. And then the other thing is how I'm going to deal with the discomfort that comes from it. Um, because it's very different, um, dealing with the discomfort that comes in a road marathon, for instance, than it is the discomfort that comes for climbing 5,000 feet of vertical. Uh, and those things are similar in that they're both very hard uh, but they're also different in how you execute and then how you can you know just not throw in the towel and be like well I'm only good at uh, one thing and and not the other and um, that's what I find really interesting and fun about the different challenges like you know on a treadmill it's really easy just to stop because you're it you're done it's almost like a loop course when you're going by the start and finish like and if it's not going well, it's really easy to step off the track or or the route. Um, but when it's a point-to-point, it's a little bit more difficult because you're like, well, I'm 50 miles from the house, so I might as well just keep yeah. going because yeah. by the time I get back. So that's a mental challenge. So I love all the different aspects of it. And then the other thing about a point-to-point is like you might not see your crew or uh, there might not be an aid station every five miles or five kilometers. Yeah. So you have to deal with carrying stuff and the weight that comes with that, especially as you start to fatigue later in a race and your arms get heavy and, uh, it's, you know, it's not as much, you're not, you're not as chipper as you are when you started at the beginning. So uh, well, you have imagine. to de- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So you have to deal with it, with those aspects too. And then there's the tiredness. Like earlier, the, like this weekend on Friday night, I did a run with some guys and we ran almost. 50 kilometers, or so but I think it ended up being around 30 miles or so at the end of the night But it was just basically because I usually do most of my training in the morning and at lunch And I wanted to get some training in running at night because I'm doing the Western States hundred mile are coming up at the end of the month And I was figuring like hey, I am I'm probably not gonna finish before it gets to be night especially night in my time zone so I might as well be used to you know running at the in the middle of the night and so that was really fun, and and stuff like that. That was like, it wasn't a race, but it was a, a challenge just to drag yourself to meet everybody, and and then run from like nine o'clock at night until like two o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah it was, but it was awesome.
0: Yeah, having friends out there, I guess, will make a big difference at this point in the training. Um, yeah,
1: having friends there was awesome, especially friends that I don't get to run with all the time because I'm usually traveling somewhere. So it's been really nice, uh, the last week or so catching up with people that I haven't gotten to see for a while. And one of my buddies that I, uh, I've just started running with, um, like a couple of years ago, he'd never run past 10 o'clock at night. So for him, it was cool too, like to get his first experience running from one day to the next day. And. Um, he's training for his first 100 mile or so him uh, getting that experience of being out at night and how you're going to deal with it and, and I think that he was actually a little bit surprised at how powerful that uh, fighting through when you're used to going to bed <laughs> yeah. sensation is um, which I, I also have trouble dealing with so um, I just always feel like kind of like whiny and just <laughs> like, like this isn't fun anymore. And, you know, uh, I want to go to sleep now. Um, So just trying to overcome that was really neat to see. And he did a great job. So it was really cool to be a part of, but he was starting to get bonky at the end and (laughs) we had to walk a bit. And uh, I think it was, it was kind of humbling because he can knock out like a 30 mile run, like all the time. You know, if we started at five o'clock in the morning and ran until like, you know, 10 o'clock in the morning he would be fine but I think it was just a different time of day your body's not as used to it so yeah
0: exactly. it was cool it
1: was cool for him to see that yeah exactly yeah I mean so it was really cool for him to see how different times of the day affect how your' running will be.
0: Oh, absolutely. Uh, Especially if you're used to. I remember in college, we would sometimes have a 10K uh, and it would be out in California and it would be, you know, 10, 10 o'clock at night in California, which was 1am, you know, yes. Eastern time. And you, 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 you don't know what to do the few days before you're like, should I adjust? Should I just, uh, d- just deal with it Roll on the day? It. And yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's tough yeah. to figure it
1: out. Well, and it's kind of, that's what's kind of fun in the challenge, but when you're trying to really execute and run yeah. at your peak, like, then it's not as fun just to, like, kind of wing it. Like, yeah. you want to know <laughs> what it's yeah. going to be.
0: Yeah, so I'm guessing, then, that you take, you know, a lot of time uh, to prepare for your races, you know, like you said about adjusting your time and, um, you know, preparing. What other things do you do to make sure that you're ready for your races? I'm guessing you run a lot on the terrain, depending on what terrain it's going to be and what other things do you do
1: um well i try to i mean i don't think that always happens just cuz of the schedule that i have and that i uh, the life that i lead with mm-hmm. working a full time job and having kids like i don't have the, the the luxury i guess of going out in the real mountains from here it's about an hour to an hour and a half each way and so i'd rather run an hour and a half uh, or three hours and not have that kind of travel time. So I sacrifice some of the big, big climbs. And even still, I mean, living in Washington, DC, I'm not getting the big climbs like I would if I lived in Colorado or Flagstaff or somewhere like that. But uh, yeah, I try to get on the terrain. I try to uh, know a little bit about the course before I get there. but, and I try to use some of the other races leading up to a different race for training um, but most of the time once I'm if I step on the line and then I'm there to race and um, but if I can get some type of um, race specific training in I will and, and I try to mimic. Uh, the various aspects of the course. So, like, if it's hot, like, I want to... I've been doing all my runs the last couple of weeks, like, kind of dressed up like a abominable snowman just getting (laughs) ready for for Western States, and I'm going to go try to get in a sauna um, and just be super ready. So, like, the things that I can deal with, uh, I do, but, like, stuff like altitude, living in sea level, it's just really hard to Mm -hmm. simulate that. So I just try to deal with it and get as fit as I can and be really... Um, committed to knowing that there's going to be some stuff that I can't take care of and um, just kind of mentally prepare for that. And, and when it gets tough, just be like, well, I did what I could. Yeah. And this is, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And if it works, it usually I, seems to work. For you. <laughs> yeah. It, it usually it goes pretty good. I mean, like I've, I suffer at altitude for a while, but then my body kind of adjusts. Um, and then sometimes I've had it like where I've not had it be a factor. So I still haven't kind of completely figured out the altitude thing, but Mm -hmm. that's what makes it cool to race at those, um, type of extremes is to figure it out or to think you have it figured out and then it doesn't quite go the (laughs) way that you think. And then you have to problem solve and deal with all the various factors that come into that. Um, and, and the nice thing is that you're kind of doing it in a, safe environment where like if it's gets to be too much you can just kind of be like okay I'm done now (laughs) like I don't want to do this anymore um but that being said I I usually I usually make it to the finish line and usually goes pretty good
0: so have you had some challenges like you said you know you, you always like to find new ways to challenge yourself have you had some that you have had to say you know I can't do this this is too much or like dropped out of
1: yeah, I think I, uh, of races, I've dropped out of, I think, three different races, and it's kind of been all over. I've dropped out of the Boston Marathon one year because I just went out with the African guys and got <laughs> hammered. <laughs> oh,
0: dear.
1: And a bunch of them were dropping out, and I was like, oh, that looks like a good idea. And I've regretted that decision <laughs> yeah. since then. And that's been probably like almost 15, 20 years worth of wow. go. And then I've had other races where I should have dropped out probably because I was like, seriously um gonna be the last i was i did this one race called the chancellor challenge it was my first big race is like where i was you know like you have a chance to win and like i believed it without actually like being smart about how i was racing and i was just doing what the guy next to me was doing <laughs> who had won the race before <laughs> and drinking all this stuff that I shouldn't have and I ended up just throwing up for almost 10 hours and oh, I think no. I was like one of the last guys to finish and this little cart was like chasing me around like this golf cart my dad was like interfering with the guy just like hey like look over here so then he was like if that guy pukes one more time he's out of the race and so my dad would be like hey hey what's up and then I would puke and then keep going and um so there's been other races where I haven't dropped out and um my the last time actually I, my i dropped out of a race last year just cuz i was um the Zootspits 100k it was uh, a couple of weeks after i was in Ethiopia and i had um some some like a lot of travelers to Ethiopia i, I got a hold of something that i probably shouldn't have and my belly wasn't super uh, excited about it and yeah. um i was pretty beat up and i went into this 100k and was trying to race up in the front and i i was doing a good job and i was in the kind of the top 10 and got to like 80k and i still felt kind of okay but i was starting to go downhill a little bit and the last 20k was just up the side of this mountain and i just just getting all dehydrated and mm-hmm. i was uh kind of stumbling along the course and it, it was bad because there was runners coming from it was you kind of. Like a lot of races in Europe, they start different races around the same track at different oh. times, so so I was running into some of the the diff- the shorter distance guys, and I was just it was just a very small single track, and I was kind of not in control of my body as well as I should have been, and I was just like, this is not just dangerous for me, but yeah. I could bump That's into so somebody mm-hmm. yeah and and I got to the last aid station and I was like. Uh, I, I tried to eat, and it just wasn't working. And then I tried to drink, and that wasn't working. And I just sat there for a while, and I was just like, I, I, I don't know if I can keep going. And one of the medics kept coming over and checking on me. And eventually, he's like, "You're not allowed to go anywhere."
0: <laughs> Are they allowed and, to do that in races? Like, they're a medic. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, okay. yeah, yeah.
1: So if if they deem that you're not fit to continue, even if you're like, "No, I want to go." they can pull you out okay. um so i was it was probably good that he did but um i was i was also at the point where i was nervous about not just myself mm-hmm. but it, when it it's it's okay as long as you can know when that point is but it's yeah. sometimes you get a little bit sli- uh, jaded by uh, wanting to accomplish something and maybe you don't take as good a care of yourself as you should but i try to be pretty cognizant of uh, always being safe about these yeah. things. And it, it was, it was a good decision, but it's weird when you come down the mountain on a like backboard rather than bombing down the mountain, uh, on your own two feet. So hopefully that won't happen again. anytime <laughs> soon.
0: <laughs> and do you have any advice for someone who may be in a race, uh, like that where they, you know, they're really bad and like, when do they know when to kind of pull the plug? Do you have any advice based on your experience?
1: Um, Yeah, I think a lot of it comes down to like knowing yourself and like, you know, some some guys I know are just pukers like they (laughs) just they know it's going to happen. It's like uh, other guys I know know after like 45 minutes, they're going to need to go to the bathroom. And um, but if you can't if you get to a point where you can't you're no longer um, in complete control of yourself or you're a little bit uh, out of control or you're not thinking as clearly, then maybe it's time to just get some help at yeah. the, especially if there's an aid station mm-hmm. and uh they can take a look at you or if you have any friends that are on the course and they're talking to you and it's not making any sense like that's probably not good yeah. but a lot of times if you just get to the aid station and get some water and, and you can eat some food and and kind of get yourself back yeah. um that happens a lot in races you know you you, you find those little uh, oasises in the darkness and, <laughs> and it pulls you out of it so that that's and that's really cool I mean that's what you look for is you're kind of going and putting your body in these places and your mind to see what you can accomplish and what you can overcome and yeah um, and discomfort is one of those things so it's a fine line and I think at the end of the day like it's supposed to be um controlled. Like if you're out of control or you're reckless and you can hurt yourself or someone else, then it's probably not, not, not good to continue anymore. But if it's just hard and you're not doing serious damage to your body, then, then maybe you can keep going if you get the right nutrition in and you can hold it. I mean, my body was just rejecting everything, Mm -hmm. which was, um, not good. And, you know, I ended up getting IVs and, and, and then I felt a ton better, surprisingly. Yeah. But you know, uh, <laughs> definitely made the uh, right choice. <laughs> yeah, but and you know, it was also like um, my my family was there, so that was a that was a hard decision. Like you know, to know that my boys were going to see me in a hospital room, like. Um, but I just didn't think it was worth yeah. the chance of hurting somebody else. So yeah, definitely.
0: Um,
1: and they were, and I think that was a good experience for them. Like this, the stuff that we do is. It's cool and it's it's fun to stand on the podium, but it's also part of it is, you know, sometimes you don't reach your goals and, um, you know, then you have to just figure it out and work yeah. harder. and
0: and that's good for you uh, to mention that because, you know, people think uh, when someone's as successful as you are that it's always, you know, you always do it and you always <laughs> succeed, right, but sometimes, yeah. you know, you're only human. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah and in, to and
1: know. everybody makes t- you know everyone makes mistakes or makes decisions that um, you know aren't, aren't the best for themselves and for others and you just have to kind of own those and then you know I was able to learn like I I, I work with a bunch of companies um, and I I realized like I have a lot of tools at my disposal and I wasn't using those tools <laughs> in the best manner I should have. So I uh, I went without um, some handheld bottles and um, I like the handheld bottles because I can tell exactly how much I'm drinking. So I had a hydration pack on, um, which I, I is a great resource, but I wasn't taking the time to fill it as much as I should have because I was trying so busy ch- trying to stay in the top 10. So I wasn't drinking as much as I should have. So I learned like... Never sacrifice your hydration for 20 seconds. It's going to take you to take the stupid hydration pack off your back and fill it up. You know, Uh, and then also that you had to. It was a a literalist race, so you had to use these little cups, or they wouldn't fill your bottles for you.
0: Uh,
1: And my cup kept breaking, so I should have just tested this cup a lot more. (laughs) uh strenuously than I did. I was like, oh this works. But when you're running and coming into yeah, an aid station, different. I kept blowing the thing up. So then I kept trying to and it wouldn't hold any water. So mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't fill your bottles <laughs> unless you use this cup. So it was just like that was a little nugget of the race information that I couldn't yep. know or I didn't know and it was really costly. So like those little fine details like, okay, sure that you have to carry a cup, but It doesn't have to be the stupid cup that they give you you could just bring your own little cup that actually works so like I should have known that but I didn't but now I do and that will never happen again and and yeah and the same with like the handhelds like I make sure that now if there's a section and I also know that I need a lot more water than like if it says like oh you only need one or if some guys like, Oh, I only ever use one there. And then I probably need two because I just like (laughs) more water.
0: Sounds like kind of with the, uh, you know, how they say in the marathon, you should never try anything new on race day. And you really just have to kind of play around and what works for you. But it seems like with the, the further you go, the kind of more, this is important. You need really need to learn what works for you and try things out, really read the, the fine print of the race information. And, uh, make sure you're as prepared as you can be.
1: Right. And I think the other thing about that is that um, just because it's worked in for you in the past doesn't mean it's always going to work. So if it doesn't, make sure that you can problem solve or overcome that and not just kind of give up, you know. So, like, if you're used to taking gel and all of a sudden you can't eat gels, well, you still need calories. So, yeah. uh, you know, or like I take Vitargo. Like, if you are drinking Vitargo and – it works for eight hours. And then at nine hours, all of a sudden your stomach's like, I don't want that anymore. Like you got to figure something else out. So being open to changing things as you're moving through the the event.
0: Okay. That's good. Good advice there. And how about when it comes to, you know, you, we, we've already talked about how often you race. Uh, I'm yeah. sure a lot of people are wondering, how how do you stay healthy? I mean, is your training schedule just Racing and recovering or how, how do you go about staying healthy during the, all these races?
1: Um, yeah, I think what well, just for racing so much. I, I think that um, I love being out there and I love the different people I get to meet and the different places that I'm getting to explore and um, For me, it's really motivating to do the training to get the to the results that I'm looking for in the various events and then the that kind of it's a it's a nice cycle because that feeds me to make me want to train uh and i enjoy the training a lot um but between the races i'm still training so like i'm still doing um some faster stuff some hillier stuff and then trying to recover also um but i'm kind of lucky in that i i i can recover my body pretty quickly but i also have a big capacity for being motivated to race again, where I think some people they put so much, uh, effort and, and mental preparation and, and, um, energy into the events that the, and when they're done, they're just like, I need a break. Like I just need not just a break of my, for my body, but also mentally, like, I don't want to do that again for any time soon. And so I think that being mentally, um, I don't know disposition for wanting to to get back out there and start training as soon as I can really helps me be able to recover faster so yeah
0: definitely that makes a lot of sense and I'm I actually yeah. the person you just talked about who uh, needs emotionally some time I've I've always said that the time yeah. I take after a race off is more for my mental emotional yeah. side <laughs> than physically so yeah yeah I,
1: exactly and, and I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, yeah. I think it's just that's that's the cool thing is there's no right way to do mm-hmm. this. And I think that's what's the coolest part about what we all are doing is, like, there's so many different ways to achieve your, your goals. It doesn't mean that one way's better than the other. It's just, for me, that's what kind of gets me motivated and, and out there and excited about it. And for you, it might be the one or two races that you really target a year and, um those those are what get you motivated to yeah. go out and do do the long training run you were talking about this morning like i mean that's not everybody gets up on a <laughs> sunday morning and is going to go for a long run but yeah. it's it's something that gets you fired up to be out there training and and doing what you want
0: yeah definitely would you say your body gets used to it then the training that you do as well you said it uh the, you know it gets used to back to back marathons and a uh, back to back ultra races
1: Oh yeah, I think your body is one of the most amazing uh, pieces of machinery, or, or pieces of um, technology, or 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 whatnot. It's it's this incredibly adaptive um, vehicle, and the, the, the it's just like anything, and that's why I think you have to change up what you're doing, or else you kind of plateau because mm-hmm. it's gonna be very efficient I mean you could run with one leg and that one leg would become incredibly strong like there's like a Simpsons where Bar- or Homer just walks around just lifting one dumbbell yeah. <laughs> and his right forearm gets super big and really strong but like yeah I mean that's that's part of um, the challenge is is trying to make sure that you don't reach these plateaus mm-hmm. and trying to change things up so that you keep evolving uh and I, hopefully that's what i'm doing by doing these different events and i think i just did a trail runner article where it was saying like using you know roads to run well on trails but i think it also works the other way as trails for roads and uh, there's a lot of different tools out there to, that you can use to to kind of keep evolving and, and getting better and faster mm-hmm. and stronger and all the things that you kind of want to or at least that I'm looking for is to try to get better as an athlete. And I think that also helps you become a better person because you just have more capacity to do things. Yeah, definitely.
0: Uh, And how do you come up with your challenges? Like I kind of imagine this to be a situation where most of us are out on a run and we we have a crazy idea comes through our head, but we think, (laughs) Oh, I'll never do that. But you kind of like, Oh, actually I'm going to do that. Like is, how do you come up with what you're going to do next?
1: Yeah, that's how it's, it's kind of a compilation of things. Like a lot of times I'll see something like when I saw the, um, the push, the pram pushing the kids in the pram. So the world record for pushing a baby in a jog stroller, I was just running my own own marathon in Toronto and I saw this guy, pushing his kid in a jog roll. And I was like, man, if I ever have a kid, I want to do that. Like, that would be awesome. And so when Jennifer, met, in your mind. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I just knew that it was going to happen. It was, un, it was really cool. And it's like, I have, a, um, an idea to run across like the Panama canal. And I'm like, it's going to happen. I just need to find the time to make that happen. And, um, like when I did the treadmill, I was just like, yeah, I want to do that. Um, and the treadmill 50K world record, I there was a woman on uh, Twitter that I saw that was going for it, and I was like, oh, I've wanted to do that. Like, what? I don't really have anything going on this weekend besides a Spartan race. Like, I could totally do that. And so that's how that came about. But I think what's cool is, like, having the fitness so that you can kind of do these things, yeah. and you can use that fitness to do all kinds of cool things. It doesn't necessarily have to be, like, setting a world record or um, competing in a race, but, like uh, like I I always wanted to go on a hundred mile bike ride and, um, you know, I did it for Ironman, but I hadn't done it in a long time since then. And I was just like talking to my buddy at our kids swimming. And I was like, yeah, I knew he was a cyclist. I was like, I want to go for a century ride sometime. He's like me too. And then we were like, what are you doing tomorrow afternoon? And he was like, I don't know. I could get out of work early, and I was like, I could too. Let's just do it. So like, we did it on a Monday (laughs) afternoon, and we rode from like five in the afternoon until like two o'clock in the morning, and it was (laughs) awesome. But it was just because you have this fitness, and you can do all kinds of cool things with it. So that's the other reason I love being in in shape, I guess, or (laughs) with the capacity to do these things is like. Spontaneity is cool. Like this 50K run I did on Friday night, I was just talking with my friend. Like you were saying, we were just running, and I was like, I want to. I did a 50 mile like that in before Badwater in 2011, and I thought it was like the coolest thing. It was just loops, and people could come out and do like 10, it was like a, it's almost a 10 mile loop. So they could just come and do one loop or two okay. or three. And so that's what we did last night. I, but it came from my buddy Prince, and I were just running, and I was like, yeah, I want to do another night run. And so then I just put something out on social media and with the ability to connect with people now, it's really cool. So you can just put up something that looks fun and people can come and take part in it if they want. And I think on Friday night, I think we had six or seven people for a couple laps. And then like my brother came out and did half half a lap. And then we had some other people that came out for a couple laps. And then there was three of us left at the end. And um, we just kind of, you know you can do these things if you um think of them and and a lot of times for me it's like seeing stuff on social media or it's something that comes to me on a run or um like the first time I did marathon to sob one of my roommates was like you should do this and like I have that a lot where people like give me these opportunities because they're like I don't know, this guy's open to it, and yeah, they know so,
0: you,
1: yeah. yeah, like, <laughs> they would, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, no, I'd never do that, like, there's um, so many things I didn't think I'd do, like, when I won the North Pole uh, Marathon last year, like, the UVU North Pole Marathon, like, I was I, I super afraid of running in the cold, and uh, I got the opportunity to do it, and um, now it's opened up so many other opportunities because it's not as intimidating when you have run in those kind of conditions. Mm-hmm. But I was freaking out. like, And I think that it's fun to do things that scare you. I mean, yeah. that's what's cool is like, if it doesn't work out, then it doesn't work out. But uh, if you don't try, you'll never know.
0: Yeah, this is inspiring me, actually. It's good to hear that, uh, you know, you should listen to those little crazy thoughts you have every now and again about trying things. <laughs> I know I'm, I'm very guilty of... <laughs> sticky, I'm going to stick to my schedule. If it says nine miles, I'm going to do nine miles. And So this is a good yeah. good lesson for all of us listening out here to, you know, it, sometimes you have those crazy thoughts and, you know, why not listen to it and try it? Like you said, all you can do is, all you can do yeah. is not finish and you can try again. So.
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and that's, that's what's cool about it. And, but that being said, like, uh, when I first started, like I was exactly like you, I was like, I got a schedule from my friend Vicky Boysen's, uh my friend Vince and his mom Vicky and like made me this schedule. So, because I just wanted to do one marathon once, Boston mm-hmm. Marathon is what I wanted to do. And then I didn't realize you had to qualify. So then I was like, okay, two marathons, I'll be done. <laughs> But, like, it had a schedule, like you're saying, and, and it was just from this book, and it said, run nine miles, and it would be, like, a monsoon out, and I'd be, like, I'm running nine miles, yeah. and so, <laughs> like, um, and I did, I did, like, a a 13-miler in, like, a, on a, eighth of a mile track, because it was, like, negative 20 out, and I just didn't want to be outside, and I also wanted the challenge of seeing if I could do it, and So like, I guess I've been doing these weird things. Like I remember like way back where I was like in middle school and someone said like, you could ride to DC. Uh, and I lived in Oakton, which is about like 15 miles or so, maybe a little more even from the DC line. And I just thought like, that's insane. Like, that's not possible. Like no (laughs) one can ride that far. (laughs) Like, and then I tried to do it and I, and I made it and it was so empowering. And I think like so many of these things are like that. Like, until someone's, you see that someone can do it, you're like, that's not even possible. And, like, that's the same way I felt when someone told me that people run 50 miles. I was like, that's a lie. Like, that's not true. like. And then you see it, and then you do it, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I just did that. Like, how cool is that? I can't believe that. And I still get that feeling, like, when I finish these things, I'm like, first, I'm, I'm like, I just can't believe that I was able to do that, and that um, I had the opportunity to do it, and that and then I th- start thinking like, well, if I did that, I could do something <laughs> e- even more crazy or uh-huh. or more challenging. So I think for me, it's always like trying to find that next level and and do something even more uh, exciting than the last thing. Yeah, um, you'll
0: never know unless you try, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. That's a great lesson for us all out here. And uh, so how can you kind of prove to us here that you're not uh, a superhuman? I mean, maybe you are, but how how can we know here that you're just a normal guy and not some uh, superhuman who can handle these challenges?
1: Um, I don't know. I... <laughs> you
0: have two kids. <laughs> two kids, correct? Yeah,
1: yeah. So totally, I have a lot of the same responsibilities that many... Um, middle uh, aged I guess is what they call me so I'm 41 <laughs> years old uh, and I live in a uh, suburb of Washington DC called Arlington Virginia I've and I, mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> so it's uh, it's a it's a nice little homey place and we have like the 2.5 kids in the Volvo and the soccer practices and <laughs> baseball and swimming and um, kids are doing their second third triathlon i think next weekend and um uh you know i'm about to go mow the lawn after yeah. <laughs> after this yeah um so and then i work full-time at an international ship brokerage so yeah. i work uh you know from like nine to five um it's not it's it's pretty flexible because the people that i work with keith and Marielle, are insanely awesome but uh so they let me work remotely all over the world, but I still, I'm still working. And so I have the responsibilities that come with that, with being responsive to people. Um, and then, you know, we're pretty active in our community. So, you know, keeping up with friends, helping with events. And, um, I don't know, I have a lot of the same responsibilities other people have. Uh, and I just try to, I I'm pretty passionate about, um, being, uh, also an elite, professional athlete and mm-hmm. so uh, it's 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 fun trying to find the balance that comes with all these different aspects of my life and I like that juxtaposition of you know being on the top of a mountain one day and then the next day being back in the office uh taking calls and answering emails and um yeah I think that's that's what no, keeps that's- me keeps keeps my keeps me motivated but it also keeps me um Normal, I guess. In that I'm I, I'm not like living on some, in some hut in the middle of Nepal be, because it's good for my training. Like I yeah. still live at you know I live at sea level, and I I have to you know answer emails and mm-hmm. and talk to people and and prepare reports and yep. like my little TPS reports. You know, like uh, I I know what it's like to load. PC load letter, like I get all that kind of office dynamics that go with working in an office, and Mm -hmm. um, so I guess I'm normal in that sense, and and I wasn't an elite runner growing up, so I played lacrosse like a normal transition just to try to stay fit, so I haven't always been an elite runner, so Mm -hmm. I've been sitting out in the fields in Boston for four hours waiting for the start, and (laughs) uh, I've... uh, you know, been one of the guys who had to line up in the, the further back corrals. So it's been cool to, uh, to see my progression and, and know that if, if I can do it, that other people can too. So that's, that's what I think is neat is like, I just, I didn't start out as like a sub four minute miler or like a big all American and in college or high school or anything like that. I didn't run cross country. And, um, I actually used to, make fun of runners because <laughs> they, they they look so skinny and just like uh, kind of, they were just different than lacrosse players. And oh, we yeah. thought we were cool. We, you know, we thought we were cooler and the football players thought they were cooler than us. <laughs> and, you know, it's just one of those things where um, it was, we shared a locker room and, and I always was like, everyone's like, Oh, you should go out for that. Cause I was pretty good at the running part of lacrosse and, Uh, I just, I was like, no, I can't be bothered with that. I want to be the best (laughs) lacrosse player I can be. You know, I, I really was focused on that and dedicated to it and passionate about it. And I didn't want to take time away from that to pursue something else. But then I like talked to all my friends now that like ran cross country and had those track experiences. And, um, and I wish maybe I would have done some of that stuff, but, um, I think that it's, it's allowed me not to lose my my passion for running like yeah mine my i'm still like as excited and uh just motivated to become the best runner i i am and i don't really have anything to compare it against where i think a lot of the other athletes are like oh you know i used to run
0: the good old days yeah yeah you
1: know like yeah, i don't know it's yeah uh, and, and that being said, like I have coached lacrosse with some guys and like, we all talk about the glory days, like they should like have it like glaring over the speakers, you know, like, Oh, you know, I can, I could paint the corners, you know? So it's, it's no different in any other sport, but yeah. like, uh, I'm still, I still feel like I'm growing and, yeah. and becoming even, even more accomplished in, in getting to know myself and, mm-hmm. and kind of seeking that next level, um, so I'm I'm glad I'm almost glad I didn't have those experiences because I know so many runners like by the time they're done with college they're just kind of ready for a like break. And, out. Yeah, yeah, they're just they're just kind of done with it, and so like that's I think helped me be able to kind of still be super excited about it is that I didn't start as early as others, and what's neat too is you see like those like not there was like a 90 year old woman this week that was like just finished a marathon but she didn't start running until she was what like 70 or something like and that's like awesome like how just freaking cool is that and those kind of things like I want to be in the sport for a long time like uh doing like that stuff so like I saw like this really uh cool race between like I don't know like a 90 year old guy and like a 95 year old guy and it was like a indoor track
0: oh I saw that video. Yeah. yeah yeah I was, that was there so cool. I was, oh. yeah, it was really cool
1: but I was thinking like I want to take that guy's record <laughs> when I'm like 90 so like stuff like that like I still have like 50 years but it's in my head you yeah. know so um that's the kind of stuff like you you don't really see unless you're out there doing stuff um and with social media be it
0: from what we know of you so far, you're going to do that. Is, is yeah, in your mind I hope now. so. I hope so. <laughs> so, no, that's, that's great. And that, that definitely kind of proves it a bit more. And it's good to see that, you know, like you said, you went, it wasn't about college and it wasn't even when you were younger. It was more, you know, you the whole thing you've been talking about all along, you'll never know unless you try. And it was only you trying out all these different things and accepting these challenges that really allowed you to see what you were capable of. So it's a great lesson for us all to learn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And and I think I'm still, I'm still trying to do that. So like, uh, there's, there's always like the next cool thing and, and the different ways to, to challenge yourself. It doesn't always have to be something. And I think it almost is better when it's something you're not particularly skilled at. Like, uh, like last year, the open water swim I did, I did a three mile open water swim and I think I was one of the last guys, like I was, I was chasing the cutoff, like mm-hmm. the little kayaker cutoff person was like, dude, are you, you going to finish? I'm like, I'll get there. I'll get there. I'll get there. And by the end, I was completely worked. Uh, yeah. but it was awesome. I felt like king of the world, you know? And, th- and that's what I think is neat is like, I'm not a good swimmer, yeah. but it was, it was one of those things that was super fun because you're not particularly skilled at it, um, and those are, those are fun challenges just as much as, you know, running, uh, mm-hmm. in the Olympic trials or, or, or at a world championship.
0: Yeah, so. definitely. And you should start uh, thinking about accepting challenges, like having people, you know, take at you and say, I bet you can't do this. And you'd be like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like give you That ideas. sounds awesome. Maybe like, you can do that. Like,
1: I feel like everyone would be like, it'd become like fear factor and they'd be like, make me eat like bugs or something.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, do you want to accept that? Like anyone listening to this podcast right now, if you want to tweet it, Mike, what is your Twitter handle?
1: It's at Mike Wardian. Yeah, that's totally awesome. Yeah, Yeah, totally. Uh, the, the one thing is like, I have a lot of events coming up, but yeah, man. Maybe we could do like. <laughs> well, it could be in lo- a list in in that. Yeah, yeah, yours. yeah, yeah. We could totally make a list. That sounds awesome. Okay. What a good idea! I'm gonna think yeah. of a good
0: one, and the day this comes out, I'm gonna tweet one at you. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a plan. Totally. Well, speaking of that, well, I have, to have
1: like a hashtag, like Mike's challenges or. Yeah. Are, or crazy, I don't know, crazy challenge, or, or yeah, we'll I don't know. Yeah, we'll have challenge. to come up with something cool.
0: Yeah. Actually, speaking of this, uh, I don't know if you realize, but uh, and my, our listeners probably have no idea, but uh, when I was running the Rock and Roll uh, DC Half Marathon, uh, for like the last five miles, I remember hearing "Go, Spidey! Go, Man <laughs> And I only realized recently that was you. I don't know if you remember being near a girl in the first half, but that was me. If if uh, you Oh, that do. was.
1: To- I totally. I think we were talking actually. I like, maybe. What, were Barely. you? Uh, uh Were
0: you like <laughs> one, uh, first or second or something? I was like, third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally.
1: You probably <laughs> ran around the same time I did.
0: Yeah. Well, I, you kept going, yeah. didn't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I yeah. kept going, but like I couldn't pass you. My legs were just trashed. Like I was like, God, I gotta get, I gotta drop this girl, and I could not get around you. <laughs> yeah, that was and me. I, yeah, totally. That's, that's so funny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I only realized like, that oh. recently. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to set a world record, and my legs were just not there that day. And I ended up suffering. I think that was one of my slowest races of the year. And I was, and it was rainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, it was cold.
0: Yeah. Well, there you go. It was a. Uh... That was uh, one way we have actually technically already met. <laughs> yeah, I just that's that so awesome. Funny.
1: Yeah, you were having a nice race. Uh, I, it was you were, okay. You were it moving. Was, yeah. It was a
0: good step in the right direction. Uh, the 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 rain was uh, slowing me down a little bit, I like to think. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was probably Spider Man. You were just too busy looking yeah, at the muscles. I was, it was fake good though. Muscles.
0: I was listening to people uh, yelling for you and kind of using it to myself. <laughs> like, uh, I remember people saying, like, you're all superheroes, and thinking, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, you did help me in a, in a roundabout way. but oh, um... oh, good. You're Well, usually it's
1: like I don't want to get beat by a guy that's dressed up like a superhero. Like that usually motivates people like no end. Like for me, it was like I don't ever want to lose to a guy with no shirt on. Like I was like <laughs> I do not want to lose to a guy that doesn't wear a shirt. And then I kept getting my ass beaten by guys with no shirt so I've kind of like amended that rule like I want to kind of be near the guy with no shirt on.
0: <laughs> that's funny <laughs> that. although it's uh funny I think we were probably on a level because you were the in the spot in the costume and I was a girl so probably balanced out we okay. both were uh, I don't
1: know <laughs> you look pretty strong I was just trying to hang on I was uh, actually thinking about drafting you at one point oh
0: I don't know about that. (laughs) That's funny. Great story here. Um, So there's one more thing I want you to kind of tell our listeners about, as it only happened recently, and many of them may not have heard about. Can you tell us the story about the uh, your two treadmill fifty k's? You briefly mentioned it earlier, but it's quite a good story behind it. So would you share that with us?
1: Oh yeah, sure. So um, so yeah, I think that was in March. I was lucky enough to be invited to participate on the Spartan Cruise. which I don't know if anyone knows the Spartan races, but it's the obstacle course racing. And it's, I did my first one last year because it was one of these things where I have like the little scrawny, bony upper body. And (laughs) I was like, I want to try to do this. This looks cool. And I got smoked, but I loved it. Like the kids loved it. They have like a Spartan kids race. I loved it. Like I love the fact that I wasn't one of the top guys at it and like i could barely even get some of the stuff up like i failed a bunch of the obstacles but i got the opportunity to do the spartan cruise and i was like yes like i jumped at it i was like this is going to be awesome the family went with me so we all did the cruise together and the kids got to do their race and i got to race against like the best guys in spartan and uh, they call it ocr obstacle course racing world like they brought a bunch of their pros in And so I got a real good chance to see where I stand and like what I can do better. Um, But I also saw this tweet, like we were saying like this challenge stuff before, but I saw a tweet from a woman in London that was going for the 50 K world record on the treadmill that same weekend as the Spartan race. And I was like, I want to do that at some point um, because I love treadmills and I think it's fun to I try to set world that, records,
0: but... yeah, <laughs> okay, keep going, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, so anyhow i i i I think treadmills are really cool, actually, I think they're a great tool, um, and if if you and especially because it's so hard because you can step off at any time, you know, it's mm-hmm. almost like I'm really uh good mental challenge uh, oh yeah when little... that button
0: is right there in front of you yes yeah, yeah especially when it it's not, not just there
1: but when it starts to get so... really really hard and it's right there and it's just like talking to you like just yeah. touch me just touch me <laughs> like it'll be it's bright red. it's almost like the like the torture you see in some of those movies right like yeah. just tell me the name of the person you know yeah. and you're like I can make this all go away and it's like that's that's, (laughs) that's like the button you know like you're like "Ah, I don't want to (laughs) Uh, so anyhow so I'm I did the the Spartan race and it was great you know I I I think I was near the top 50 or whatever um but um I don't know if it was like I wanted to like show these guys I was a real athlete or or not but uh, I was like I could do the like the rest of the trip is open like and I saw a treadmill on the ship. I bet I could do a world record on the treadmill on the ship. And so I talked to um, my host, which was um, uh, one of these guys that kind of, this guy's name is Richard Diaz. He's uh, uh, also a podcast blogger, really amazing uh, coach. Uh, And he was like, yeah, well, you should talk to Joe, who's the, founder of Spartan Race, and I was like, okay, cool, and so he brought me over, and I figured it'd be, like, the next day, because this was Saturday, and we had all day Sunday, so I figured, like, oh, the kids, you know, will hang out, and go to the beach, and, you know, I could do it at night after the kids go to bed or something, and he's like, I talked to Joe, and Joe's like, how about 7 o'clock tonight, and I was like, uh, okay, <laughs> and I just said yes, because I was like, I don't know, when, uh there's going to be another time to do it, and so, I did it that Saturday night, and I did very poor research because I didn't do any research until the day that after he said, "Yeah, let's do it," and I got on like the wireless at on the ship on the cruise ship, which is like insanely expensive, but it's also super slow. So (laughs) I only made it to like the first page of Google, and I didn't see anyone set the world record for fifty k. So I'm like, as long as I finish, I should be fine, Uh, and so. I, I did the record, uh, or I thought I did the record and I sent a tweet out and it said like, I ran three Oh six. Um, and at the end of the thing, like I could have gone a lot faster, but I just kind of was like, no one said it. And this feels like you were saying earlier when we were talking about the treadmill, like it started to get really, really hard at like 25 miles. So I slowed down a little bit and, um, you know, it made me run a little bit slower Uh, and then I sent the tweet out like, Oh, I ran three Oh six. I think I set a world record and like, then I went to bed, but I was all kind of jacked up from it because it was (laughs) like really cool. And there's a bunch of people came to it and, um, somebody in, in, um, in Europe, in London in Centurion running, actually, they're really cool. They put on a bunch of cool races and I haven't been to any yet, but they're on my list. Um, But they sent a tweet back saying like, yeah, that's really cool. But you didn't set the record. My friend set the record. It's 3.05. And I was like, no way. Are you kidding me? Like, it was like 40 seconds faster. And I was like, I could have done that in the last mile. Like, that's bogus. And then I was like, felt like such a fraud. Like, because I was like, everyone on the ship thought I set a world record. Because so did I. And so then I was like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And then I was like, wait, I can just do it again. Like, I can just do it again. Yes, you do. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, as you do. Uh, and so I I found Joe and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm a liar. I didn't set the record. He's like, well, you know what you got to do. And I was like, yes, I know what I got to do. And he's like, let's do it again. And I was like, yes, let's do it again. So, um, but I was like, I don't want to like mess my family vacation up. Uh, now that the Spartan race is over and they've done their Spartan race and we're supposed to like go to the beach and, you know, I was supposed to throw the boys all day and let them run on my back and you know, <laughs> just do dad stuff all day. Um, so let's just do it at like three o'clock in the morning before we get into port. And so I was like, yes, let's do that. So he was like, I I'll, I don't care when we wake up. And I was like, okay, I don't care either. So we just woke up at like three o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning and got on the treadmill and we were supposed to berth at 7 and I finished at like 303 and I set the record (laughs) and it was awesome and then I've actually said I've actually broken three hours now like three weeks ago I broke it at a HOKA 1-1 sales meeting so to start the sales meeting they had me uh, try to set it (laughs) to break my own world record and I managed it by like 13 seconds so it was pretty awesome
0: so wait, you so, say yeah. you started the meeting, but how does the three hours start a meeting? That's a...
1: Well, yeah, it was cool. <laughs> so, uh, everyone didn't have to watch me the entire time. So like I started running at like 4.30 in the afternoon and the meeting started at 7. Okay. So like right as I was getting near to the finish line, they people were coming in and like getting their cocktails and like, <laughs> So like, it was kind of really cool, but it was also like a lot of pressure. It was like the worldwide Uh, uh, sales meetings and they had like Uh live tweeting going on and Periscope and all these really just cool amazing things and they made up a bunch of shirts um, (laughs) that said like let's go Mike that were just super awesome and they like had like pimp treadmills (laughs) and like it was really amazingly well done like so many of the things there that they do so I was just really I was like I can't not do this like they've like they've like teed this up for perfection so I was I was really happy to be able to do it because it was only like a week after I won the wings for Life world run in Australia and we'd just flown in from Australia the wow. day before wow. so like yeah so you're talking about some serious jet lag like yeah, that was yeah. that was like crazy jet lag yeah but exactly. that was also like I said like that's one of the fun challenges is like how do you deal with the jet lag and the, the effort and the pressure and and that's Mm kind of all that stuff that makes it exciting and so yeah so I've set the world record twice Uh, I tried three times and and I thought I did three times (laughs) but I only actually did twice
0: (laughs) great story that's that's really kind of sums everything up and uh well that's about all the questions I have I just uh, I have one more thing that I want to ask you um that uh I ask all my guests, which is, if you could give one word to describe what you would like to become, accomplish, or achieve this year, what would it be and why?
1: One word? Any, to just, for
0: everything in your life or anything in your life.
1: Yeah, I think it's my tagline that I've put on my clothing <laughs> and hats that I started making, but it's relentless. And relentless,
0: I think I'd like, great.
1: Yep. Yeah, I okay. think that would, that's something that I, I'm trying to aspire to be. Um, yeah. Not just in my life, but also like uh, following up with 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 everything. So yeah. uh, from my running to you know being responsive to people, but just being completely uh, engaged and relentless with uh, accomplishing things. Yeah, and then no,
0: that's a great one.
1: Being a part, you know, taking part in life in general. So mm-hmm. all, always my... being engaged.
0: Yeah, that awesome. And I'll put a link actually uh to that if you you're selling the hats for people to click on if they if they want to Yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah, and yeah, that, that would be awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna actually
1: I someone was like, Oh, I went to buy your hats on your website or a shirt on your website and I didn't see a link and I was like well that's because there isn't one because I just put it on social media so, but I just totally have a link okay on well website. maybe you
0: will by the time this this yeah airs, yeah so, yeah.
1: so I'll, I'll definitely try to get that taken care of yeah that
0: would be great and then do you have just any parting advice for listeners who think you know uh, hopefully they're convinced by now but if they think you know these acts or these kind of crazy challenges aren't for them <laughs>
1: yeah i think i think we you just should try to do i i think one of the biggest things is just try to find uh something that excites you and then go for it i mean there's there's no harm done i mean yeah it's it's a lot of these things are done and most of them are done uh so that you're going to succeed like everything's set up for you to succeed like they have aid stations and they have um pacers and they have so many volunteers on some of these, uh, various things, like everybody's there, uh, so that you can have the best experience possible. Mm -hmm. And, and, um, there's no reason why you can't do it. So I think it, you know, find something that excites you and then sign up for it. Or, or if it's a challenge that you just come up with on your own, just make time to do it and then get approval from everyone in your life (laughs) so that you don't cause any, um, distraught and then go for it. Yeah. And that's what, that's what I think is the coolest, uh, coolest aspect of these various things is that you don't, you don't necessarily have to do a race, but that that's a really safe place and, and a really nice place to challenge yourself. But you can just come up with your own challenge. I mean, it could be going up your stairs like 5,000 times in the course <laughs> of a day or something like, it doesn't have to be super costly or you don't, have to travel around the world but it's definitely really cool if you can because yeah. then you get to meet different people and see how they attack attack these things and uh, how they live and, and I think that's one of the neatest things that I've been uh, lucky enough to be a, be able to do is to show my family in different parts of the world that we yeah. might not be be able to see just because of these things, and I hope to be able to continue to do that. Someone was asking me on my run the other night, like, "How many countries have you been to, and how many places have you raced?" And I was like, "I don't even know." Like, I, but I think that that's uh, something that I need to kind of delve into because yeah. I'd like to try to touch touch my my body and and hopefully uh, have that experience almost anywhere. Uh, yeah. so, so that's, that's what I think is neat is you can, you can do these things and, and push yourself and, you know, why not take advantage of that opportunity? We only go around once, so exactly. it's super, super cliche, but you know, no, if not now, uh, when, you know, and it always, there's always going to be a better time to do something. So just, you know, different. the circumstances don't have to be perfect. Just mm-hmm. get moving and get out there and, and you can accomplish amazing things and you'd be surprised where you'll end up.
0: Yeah, great advice. And what a, what a great way to finish. So, Mike, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. And I'm sure our listeners have learned a lot and uh, been inspired and we will think of a good hashtag and uh, have everyone <laughs> challenge you a little bit.
1: All right. That sounds right. great.
0: Great. Thank you so much.
1: All right. Talk to you.
0: What an interview. Don't you just love his attitude towards life? He's so full of energy, full of excitement for challenges and for things that put him through so much pain. But it brings so much joy in that accomplishment. We all know how good that feels at the end of a race when you complete that goal of yours. So why aren't we taking more time to challenge ourselves as that's when we feel the most alive? Mike is a great example of how attitude can change everything. So don't forget to tweet your challenges at him at Mike Wardian, and tag runners underscore connect in the post with the hashtag RCChallengeWardian. Wardian is spelled W-A-R-D-I-A-N. Mike is going to have one challenge per month that takes him under two hours to complete, and one epic challenge for the year. It's up to you which you choose to tweet at us. Mike is going to pick the best challenges and take them on. Be sure you use the hashtag RC. Challenge Wardian so we can find them. Let's see what you come up with. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you have any suggestions or guests you would like to hear from, you can email me tina at runnersconnect.net. Have a great week of running and remember, challenge yourself.